It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to Gina Gardner and Friends. And thank you so much for joining me on today's show. I have a very special guest. Her name is Cara Marshall. She's an intuitive therapist and healer who helps people discover clarity and direction in these incredibly turbulent times. Cara, thank you for joining us and a real welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you. Oh, it's brilliant. We're going to be talking about how you can be free to be you, to be who you are. Yeah. I'm struck by how many people are, are trapped in being somebody that they think other people want them to be. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like how I grew up. It's like, I think most of us can relate to what I like to call the assembly line. You know, it's kind of like we grow up and as a child, we're kind of taught that it's you go to school, you get good grades you get out of school, you get a good job, and it can't just be a good job, it has to be a good paying job, so that you can put money away, you get um, uh, married, you get a house, you have children, you and then you retire. Like it's like the whole recipe card is laid out. And it's just everything is what I call an assembly line. It's like check, check, check. And I know, you know, growing up, I really mastered that. <laughs> I, um, I did really well on the assembly line. And then um, what happened was I just kind of towards the end of the assembly line, like I was at the time, my gosh, I was 28 and I was running an engineering firm and I was, you know, I'd already claimed I already had money put away. I was getting married. I was getting a house. I had like I had, I was, I had everything that was already in the assembly line. And I'm like, there's gotta be more to life than this. Like I can't just keep living this way. Right. And then eventually what happened was I had a sister that was, um, had fallen ill with cancer and, um, and cancer actually did end up taking her life. And when that happened, 
I just kind of immersed myself into, um, you know, the meaning of life and, and what, why are we here? What are we doing? And when that happened, it was what a lot of people call a spiritual awakening, right? And, and people will say that it's like, you start to question, you start to ask yourself, is there more to life than what I've been told? You know, is there more to life than the assembly line that I've been on? And then that's when we start to discover there is, you know, that we actually are the creators and that we have the ability to change the life that we want to be living from our heart's desires. But prior to that, it's been kind of fearful for us. And we were kind of feeling as though, um, well, I can't do that. That's too much. Or, you know, um, for me, for instance, being an intuitive therapist, I know initially when I started doing my readings, when everything started coming through and the angels were coming through and I was doing readings for people, I remember at the very beginning, I was kind of like, well, I'm not certified. <laughs> like, you know, like, cause I was on the assembly line. I went to university, got my engineering degree, you know, did, got my marriage certificate to be married, right? Like I did all those labels. And then, so part of me was like, well, do I need to go get certified? And then inside I'm laughing internally going, that's ridiculous. Like, why would I need to be certified to talk to an angel when an angel is already talking to me? Right. And so that opened the door and that's where it kind of allowed this kind of question that, hey, you know, maybe I don't have to be on this assembly line. Maybe I can be more free. Maybe I do have choice. Maybe I am more powerful than I thought I was, you know, and there's more to it. So that's where I kind of go into be free to be you, you know, we've been conditioned so much to wear certain hats in different environments and, and be a certain way. You know, it's like children when I don't know for you, Gina, like I know when I grew up, it was like as a child, it was like only speak when spoken to. You know, and if I needed to get, if I wanted to talk to my parents and they had friends over, I kind of had to peek around the corner and kind of like get their attention to kind of say that I, you know, I, I had a question for them <laughs> and where, you know, today my children are equal to us and they come in and, you know, they're respectful and will say, excuse me or whatever, but there's no hiding. There's no waiting. They're equal. They're not less than you know, and so it's like that starts to open up the doors of questioning so that we can be free to be ourselves. That's kind of how start. There's a lot there to unpack yes. and to unpick over the next little while. Yes. What strikes me as you were talking there is how how far apart being you know managing an engineering department and mm. being an intuitive appear yeah. and yet I I'm my gut feel is that actually they're not as far apart as they might appear so no. how did you go from engineering what took you what's what was the route that you took to actually yeah. recognize that you were an intuitive so I think what it was is um 
Well, a few things actually, but the main component was passion. And so when you say there was really no degree of separation between the engineer and the intuitive, it's very true because what happened for me was engineering was a passion for me, right? Like it was like, I, I loved what I did. I loved um, mentoring junior engineers and bringing things up and creating um, projects and, and getting designs done that were out of the box that weren't done before and you know working with the municipalities to create new types of designs and new types of land development that could occur and so when i transferred that over what happened the shift for me was i started as i as i was having children i started kind of immersing myself into a little bit more around nutrition and healthy way of living. And, and then my sister was very sick at the time. Right. And, and then when she transitioned, it was like, it kind of put me in a bit of an ex existential crisis. Like it kind of, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't over the top, you know, sad, 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 depressed. I was more, I need to know. Like I came from, you know, being the engineer, it was like, I needed the information, I needed some knowledge. And I went in um, and I immersed myself into spirituality and the meaning of life. And I found a lot of books, I went on podcasts, I went on different retreats, different things. And what happened in a very quick time was basically an understanding of I am a spiritual being. And when that happened, everything opened up and here I had thought you know what I thought was a characteristic a strong I always just thought I was really good with people I thought I was good at first impressions I thought like because nobody ever talked to me about psychicness or intuitive or I had never heard those terms before and so I just thought I was really good you know like you know when they say um, people are good with people and good yeah. with first impressions and so I just kind of thought that was one of my strengths. And so then as this all kind of opened up, I was like seeing my life as a child. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is how I've been all my life. Right. And I had no idea, you know. And then as it started to unfold, my passions shifted. And so now I saw, okay. I love to mentor people in engineering. That was, I always loved being a mentor and a teacher. That was always something that was part of me. And even teaching the approving, like the authorities, um, new projects and how to accept them, how to pass them, how to, how to prove them, you know, so that it could be built. Um, and then, so what happened was the passion of, of living my best life you know, the passion of being free to be me in all, in all of who I am, you know, it's like, initially, I had thought I was working so that I could live. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, that is so not the case. It's like, I kind of came into this aspect of I'm living. It's as simple as that. And if I'm separating my work from my personal life, I'm living two lives. 
And I didn't sign up to live two lives. I signed up to live one life, right? And so that's where I started to see this passion. And my passion was merging and, and, and being pulled. And I was being called to go into more wellness and to help people build their lives rather than building buildings. You know, it was like I was wanting to help people build their lives and to live more with ease and grace. So that's how the transition occurs is with passion. So I didn't change. I just shifted what was now happening internally within me and bringing passion forward as my lead. You know, so I was following my heart. I was following my heart's desires and now starting to see what wasn't in alignment with my heart's passions and allowing myself to step off the assembly line and feeling guilty about leaving this or saying goodbye to that or transitions. There's so much that we need to talk about, but we've got to take a short break now. So okay. when we come back, one of the things I want to explore is how living a life of passion and a life with purpose can lead to life opening up. Now, for everyone listening, please don't go away. We'll be back in a minute. ADT's command panel lets you control your secure smart home like lights, locks, thermostat, and arming and disarming the system, and contacts 24-7 monitoring agents if tampered with. Use your panel to control your lights. You can dim smart lights even if your lamp doesn't come with a dimmer. This works for interior and exterior lights. Create automations and custom schedules to turn your smart light bulbs on and off. This is great for nighttime, vacations, or if you just want to mess with your brother. And it's backed by 24-7 monitoring from the most trusted name in security, ADT. Hey world, I have a quick message. It's about safe driving. All right, let's go. Anytime you're driving, have the seatbelt buckle tight, both hands on the wheel and your phone out of sight. We're not in your hand trying to text somebody back because if you do, your car might get smacked. The moral of the story, just put your phone down. The people on the road will stay safe and sound. Put your phone down, put your phone down. People on the road will stay safe and sound. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. Before the break, we're talking about how you know, the difference between living a life of passion in one area of your life has created has been expanded so that actually you live a life of passion with passion. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that strikes me, many of the, the uh, people that I've worked with as clients come because they feel that there is more to life and that they say, I want to know my true purpose. And they assume that it's got to have a particular shape, back to the assembly line, it's got to be big and it's got to be global and it's got to be, you know, in a particular mm -hmm. shape. But what I say to them is when you start to live a life with purpose, a life of passion, your yes. true purpose will emerge. That yes. ultimately... You can find purpose in the simplest tasks, whether you're washing up, washing your hair, cutting your nails, sweeping the yard. And if you do that in the best possible way and you do it wholeheartedly, you yeah. will start to have a very different quality of life. Agreed, 100%. And I, I like to use um, 
I, I, I always say, I always put this, I always tell people that um, if you want, it's like, it's not about finding your purpose. It's living with purpose. Yes. Right. And, and how I look to, how I kind of like to define that is it's being conscious. It's just consciously choosing yeah. what, how you want to experience life. That is living with purpose because you're present in the moment and you're going, yes, I would like to do that. I would like to experience this. No, I would not. And it's allowing yourself the permission to do that. So whether it's going out, maybe there's um, a Christmas, um, a Christmas dinner, a family Christmas dinner. This is a good one because there's so many um, expectations and obligations yes. that are out there from the society, you know, that, you know, if the family's having a supper, you should be there should meaning in quotes. Right. Yes. And it's like, but is that really true? Do you have to go for Christmas supper? Is that what your soul really is wanting to in the moment? Maybe your body is saying, you know what? I could just, I really want some alone time right now. So living with purpose would mean listening to your body and not feeling guilty that you put you first, that you said, you know what, I'm going to pass and I'm going to allow myself to just be with me today. I understand that it's Christmas. I understand that there's all these special things, but I'm special too. You know, I take that, um, I would take that, and I absolutely agree with you, but I take it another step too, yeah. is that many people um, decide that they are going to do something, that in the past they've done it uh, because they felt they had to. Yes. And they've resented it and they have gone and it's been a miserable time. And the chances are they've made it miserable for other people because they're <laughs> yes. like a big black cloud. And so some of this is if you're going to make a conscious decision, and I think the consciousness is so important because most mm -hmm. of our thinking most of the time is just habitual and doesn't cross our conscious mind. But if you do decide, do you know what? I am going to go to the family dinner. Then I would say to people, then make the conscious choice that you are going to choose to make the best of it. And you're going to go wholeheartedly and engage in it with purpose and with passion. Exactly. And you will find that that experience shifts from being something that's awful to something which is entirely different and much more positive. And even mundane. Like, it's like, you know, you sometimes go and then it's like, again, you're on the assembly line. It's just like, you're not consciously, like you said, Gina, like, it's like, go there and, and with the intention of receiving what you need to receive. And right? engaging mm -hmm. with it in a, and I call it the wholehearted way that yeah. you actually go uh, in a loving way, loving to yourself. Yeah and loving to other people and open to the possibilities that may arise and that those possibilities are just as likely to be good as they are to be bad because if you have a if you're already forecasting that when you go it's going to be terrible 
it's going to be terrible. It's a foregone conclusion because of the way you turn up. And you're going to gather the evidence. I always call it gathering the evidence, right? It's like if you go wholeheartedly, you can gather the evidence of the beauty or you can gather the evidence of the hardship. It's and it's but what's cool, this is the part about living with purpose. What's cool, the freedom when we were talking about being free to be you, that's the freedom. You have that choice. You can gather the evidence of hardship or you can gather the evidence of the beauty that that exists in that moment. And let's take it one step further. What I also have found um, for myself and for my many clients is that whatever you focus on is where you tend to put your attention and your energy. And if you focus on the negative, it appears to expand. If yeah. you focus on the good things and you specifically look for the things to be grateful for, for the things to engage with in a positive way, they also seem to grow. Mm -hmm. So it's a double whammy each way. If you choose yeah. to think, oh, this is going to be dreadful. Well, that's what will happen. Mm -hmm. But if you choose to think, do you know what? I'm doing this because my parents might drive me up the wall, but I love them and I'm not going to have them forever. So let me enjoy this time with them. Let me see if I can make them laugh. Let me see if I can actually find a, a different way of being with them mm -hmm. that will actually change the way things turn out. And very often that is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's, and it's as simple as that. That's, that's what the thing is, is so many people think that, you know, spiritual awakening or living with purpose is this um, huge transition. And really, truly, it's almost as if like, if you were looking straight forward, it's almost like turning your head 30 degrees and going, Oh, wow, I have that as an option. You know, like, it's like, oh, wow, there's there's way more out there available to me and I just need to claim it. Yeah. And I just need to allow myself to create the life that I want to be creating. And yeah, it can sound hard, but that's again, gathering the evidence that it's going to be hard. We're going to go for a short break now. Yeah. The time goes so quickly. So uh, yeah. stay with us, don't go away. There's more to come. See you in a minute. parenting your teen, it might be time to take a new approach. Visit boystown.org parenting. We've got parenting guides, articles, videos, quick tips, and even live parent talks with Boystown experts. Boystown, take your parenting skills to new heights. Travel is part of the American way of life. When we're on vacation, we keep an eye out for anything that looks out of place. <laughs> miss your bag. When we travel from city to city, we pay attention to our surroundings. Everyone plays a role in keeping our community safe. Whether you're traveling for business or pleasure, be aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Welcome back. As you've been listening to today's show, I wonder how many of you feel that you are on an assembly line 
that everything is very routine and mundane. And at the end of the day, you look back on the day and you, you find it hard to see the joy. And I'm, I'm going to ask you, Caro, for you, what are the pieces of advice that you would give to somebody who feels caught up in the assembly line, you know, how am I going to move from this because I've got to pay the bills and I've got a mortgage and I've got kids and I need to send and, 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 and. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to people in terms of taking the first step? Yeah, so I find what happens when, you know, a lot of um, clients that come, it's you're asking a very common question. This is very real. This is very real. And, um, what I usually recommend is first, you know, slowing down enough to listen to your own thoughts, to listen to your own fears, you know, and then giving yourself permission to go down that. So I'm going to give an example, um, you know, leaving engineering to open a business, which I did not have, I did not have a business created when I left my engineering. I, I, I stepped off the assembly line to blankness, right? And um, it's like, there were fears, you know, um, and I'm going to say from, you know, the, the traditional society values is I, I had a pretty good income, and I was going from an income to nothing. Yes. Right? And so there was fear around money. And so what I suggest people to do is look at your fears and get them down, write them down. And I, the reason I say to write them down is because a lot of times our mind will go too quick. It'll, it'll address the fear and then it doesn't finish it. And so it makes it feel as though it is massive. Mm -hmm. It makes it feel as though it's too much, right? Yeah. So if we write them down, then it slows us down to address each one, right? So let's go with the fear of money. This is an example of what I do is I went in and go, okay, well, what if I don't make any money, mm -hmm. right? Like what, if, what happens, right? Cause, cause the, the, the thing is I can't leave engineering. Here's the statement. I can't leave engineering. I don't. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to write like all of those things? So then I kind of went to, I said, okay, what, let's go to the fear. What happens when I don't make any money? Okay. I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my mortgage. Okay. So I lose everything. I become bankrupt. I let, and I'm just letting my mind go. I'm just letting it flow down. However, it's going to flow. Because whatever your worst fear is, is going to present. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I just go, I just go, okay, I can't, I don't have the money. I'm bankrupt. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to have to, we lose the house. Oh my gosh. We're not going to have enough money. We can't even rent. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to be on the street. I can't be on the street. I have two boys. I can't live in a box. Oh my gosh. What am I going to do? Okay. We can somehow live in a community where we live off the land. Okay, I can't do that in Canada because I have no money and it's so cold here. I'm going to have to get down somewhere to like South America or somewhere. And I'm like, can I do that? Like, this is how chaotic our minds can go. And then I go, okay, 
I could somehow, I know somehow I could end up somewhere where it's warm, where I don't need money, and I could live off the land, and we would be fine. Is that what I want to manifest? No, that's not what I want to manifest. But I have went down that wormhole, down the fear, to the point where it was not a fear anymore. You know, it's interesting how often we, when we face our greatest fears, yeah. and actually uh, one of the things that I found really helpful is to face that fear and to almost give it, give it a name. Yes. Put it into a cartoon. Because mm -hmm. when you do that, it de devalues the fear level and then you can start to look at the reality. Now, Cara, where can people get hold of you? Um, well, my website is Kara Marshall, that's with a C and two L's, um, dot CA. And that has all my links to social media uh, and it has my contact information. So that would probably be the easiest location for me. So, Cara, it just remains for me to say a huge thank you. Um, it's been a really interesting talking to you. We'll have to have you back on the show at another time. But thank you very much. And thank you for listening. We really do appreciate that. For every 100 people who listen, we give a free meal. Um, and if you would like to contact me, it's Gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely-you.com. And I'd love to hear what you think about the show. And if you've got any questions or particular themes that you would like us to cover, you'll find all my books on Amazon. Just look for Gina Gardner author page. Um, and please join us on the next show. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.